Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 11 of the Batter Podcast. This week we have quite a few topics and we are joined by my co-host, me, Mr. is back. And <laughs> he says that, but he enjoys being here, so. Mm. I meant unfortunately for them. Um. Oh, okay, that makes more sense. I think this week might be a shorter, I say that, and then we just never know. And then but it, three and a half hours later, and here we are. It might be a shorter uh, podcast, just because some of these topics are, I don't think, will necessarily run us like a long time, but it is us, and you know ADHD can get the best <laughs> of us. But our first topic is Pop-Tart quietly discontinuing a flavor fans called Perfect, and I didn't even know it existed. Did yeah, you? Neither did I. Okay. I never knew this was a flavor. I'm mad I didn't know it was a flavor because it sounds great. Right? So, Peach Cobbler Pop-Tarts were a thing, apparently. Somebody had reached out to them on Twitter, or I guess we should now call it X. Like, what am I, I doing? Am I Xing now instead of tweeting? Like, that's a whole other... That that can be another topic, honestly. Jesus. Elon Musk changed the name of Twitter, in case you weren't in the know or didn't care. They changed the logo from the bird. It is now an X. It's that black, just, not blue. That just sounds so weird. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. It looks better, like the logo looks better and stuff, but like he's talking, I guess this will be a topic for tonight too, because it is it is interesting, it is a trending type of thing, as the rebranding just went into effect this week, it is July 31st as we're recording this, this will probably go up Wednesday of this week, so it's fairly new, but Elon Musk bought Twitter a while ago. And recently announced that they were changing the name to X, just X, the letter X. And the logo changed from a blue background with a white little birdie to now it's just like a fancy X. I think you still, it still says tweeting though. Like when you go to it, it still says like tweets. That hasn't been changed, but everything else has. But Twitter Blue is still a thing, so like there's still things that they're apparently working out. I don't, I don't necessarily Twitter Blue. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily hate the change. I just don't see the point in buying something for so much money and rebranding it instead of just making your own thing. Right. I don't know. Especially now, like, this rebrand came as Mark Zuckerberg launched its rival site called Threads. Yeah, I, I don't really know. I mean, I also don't keep in the loop with social medias. I never really have. So. All of this is kind of just like blows over on my end. Uh, 
he sent me a meme and that's why he he stopped talking like that because it, it was like did everyone Your comment confused me that's why i was like yes. hold on <laughs> yes uh it was like did everyone bring pick up yoga pants and there's a dude who's wearing yoda pants and i didn't get it at first because i was just looking at them like they're all in pants but then i saw the face and it all made sense but yeah, I don't necessarily care, bleh, care about the Twitter thing or X. It's just like, I, I what do you less. call it? Right. It's just weird. Anyways, back to the Pop-Tarts thing. I wish I knew Peach Cobbler was a thing. It was introduced in 2021, so it wasn't even like... God, I went two years and never knew this was a thing. Right. So my guess is that it was like special edition. Yeah, maybe maybe regional. But somebody said it might be due be to the peach shortage that was uh, happening, but they did promo frosted banana bread, which is like your worst yeah, nightmare. Apparently, brand new. But I am interested in looking to see if I can find those. Yeah. Because that sounds yummy. They don't look great. I'm not gonna lie, they're like really dark brown with like a yellowy white frosting yeah. look to it. It's not the look... best. Yeah. It's probably good though. Like like from a banana not a, from a non banana fan. <laughs> Pop Tarts usually good with making their flavors taste like what they're supposed to taste like. So that's probably some really good taste in Pop Tarts. Yeah, I mean my go to was always strawberry. Blueberry is still really good. It's a good contender. Excuse mm. me, strawberry with the frosting i got it frosting it has to have the icing on it otherwise like yep or it's it's, it's not a pop tart to get out and then it's like everyone's <laughs> like yeah but then you get more of the crispy edges if it doesn't have the icing it's like yeah but no, then it's bland right oh and like i i think the funniest thing is, is that it's called a pop tart so that you like put it in the toaster and mm -hmm. i did that once and i was looked at like i was insane yeah i was like I... What do you mean? Just slightly warmed, just a little toasty. It just mm, amplifies everything about it. I have made Pop-Tarts in the toaster, I think, once. It's not a necessity. No, I just did I I don't remember why I did it. I guess I saw a commercial and I was like, oh my god, you put them in the toaster. I, I did it and I was just like, eh. <laughs> what flavor was it? Because I think that makes a difference, too. Cherry, maybe? Cherry, cherries are really strong flavor. Mm -hmm. So, like for me, the strawberry one, when it gets warmed, it like makes the flavors more distinct. The cherry mm -hmm. one is really like strong on its own, so I don't think I would necessarily right. like heating that one up. But you know what's really good is the brown sugar ones. The frosted ones. Mm -hmm. The frosted brown sugar cinnamon. That's my that's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> when I get pop those are the ones I get. As I did. I don't. Everyone's like, "Oh, the s'mores are so much better because it's the same thing s'mores with marshmallow." But s'mores is good. It's just not the same. I don't do marshmallow, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I always forget that until you say it. <laughs> I do. I do marshmallow in special circumstances. Cereal. <laughs> uh, yes, but. <laughs> Like, I have to perfectly cook it in order to have, like, a s'more. Because I really do enjoy s'mores, but, like, I can't... 
my marshmallow can't be burnt because that's gross. <laughs> um, but I just saw somebody say air fry pop tarts. Yeah, I saw that too. And now I'm really curious. I never would have thought to do that. So when but you're I'm, here and we go tearing. and get snacks. We gotta get like four different t- flavors of pop tart and see how they taste in <laughs> toaster. Oh, that's perfect. We can toast them and air fry them and see if there's a difference. Yes, exactly what I was thinking. And then we're gonna eat we so many sh- pop tarts. We could like stream that though. Oh, that would be a fun stream. Yeah. Because we could just get like the smaller packages. We don't have to get huge ones. And I'm pretty sure. Said, like if we get the big packets, I'm not gonna eat them anyway. Well, I'm just saying, like, we'll get, we can get the Walmart brand, because it's the same thing, by the same manufacturer, and save money, and see. I mean, that's something to be confirmed. Like, we can do a stream where we try a bunch of stuff out, like, because we have the snacks to try, too, when you're here, that I've been accumulating. Mm. Um... But yeah, I'm kind of sorry I never heard of Peach Cobbler Pop-Tarts, but like, at least over in my part of the United States, we were still kind of somewhat like closed down in 2021, so we weren't really going a lot of places. My dad was the one who was doing all the shopping, so I didn't go to the store. So I definitely, unless I saw it floating around, and it apparently wasn't very talked about, so I don't know. I don't know. The next topic is Sims 5. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. I love The Sims. And as cool as the changes will be for Sims 5, I... Hot take, but I don't think we need a Sims 5. There's not enough change to the game for me for warranting a new one. Basically, they are adding different lighting aspects to it. You know, there's going to be more lighting options in regards to, like, backlighting and things like that, like environmental lighting. So they're just taking Sims 4 and modding it? It does look different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't seen anything on the new one, that's why. Just the way you're describing it, that's what it kind of sounds like. I was underwhelmed when I saw it. Um, It was on an E3, I believe. Ah. And if you you can know what's wrong with the sim by looking at them, that's like an older aspect that they brought back, but they made it better. Because I always feel like, I mean, they always tell you when something's wrong, so I'm not really sure what they mean by that. Unless they, like, mean that their faces are going to, like, change more. But it's like, okay. And there's set schedules for other Sims in the world. That's nice in case you're looking for something specific or someone specific. That is that is good. Cut more customization for hairstyles. I I did want that. I When I was making my character in Sims 4, I was like, there's not enough options. Right. And then Sims will be better at caring for themselves. So if you just let them do their own thing, their autonomy is going to be better. 
That was the fun thing about The Sims, though, is letting them go and seeing what carnage ensued. Yeah, they burned down the house or whatever. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're better at caring for themselves. So if they're hungry, they're going to go make this. But that doesn't necessarily mean the consequences of that aren't going to be disastrous because they can still cause a fire if their cooking isn't up and things like that. So for me, I appreciate them putting in effort. It just, for me right now, it's falling short of a must-have, personally. You don't really play The Sims, so... I have never played a Sims. I've watched people play Sims, though, so I do know what The Sims is. Yes, he loves watching Call Me Kevin play Sims. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Carnage. Um... <laughs> That's just yeah, Kevin I, I, and whatever he plays, though. That's true. But... Legitimately. It... I am curious to see the changes. I'll have to go and I'll have to look at the trailer or the video and just see what all is new. But not a game I would enjoy playing. Enjoy watching. I do enjoy watching people play. It is it is a nice relaxing background noise type of video to watch. Like you're trying to do some work and you just want to have something on in the background so you can just focus a little bit. One of those games is a perfect thing to put on. Yeah, I enjoy the building aspect of it. I enjoy playing it, but I... Mm -hmm. I'm not creative enough for The Sims. I just don't think you give yourself enough time to, like, try. But I can only play, like, actual Sims, like the actual game of Sims, in very limited quantities. Building I could do all the time, but actually interacting with the idiots that are Sims... Not so much. But let us know what your thoughts are on a Sims 5 coming. There was no date, so it's like very early planning stages still. But if you are interested in Sims, let us know. <laughs> so this one is a little bit dated. We had planned on recording when I was visiting him, but it was way too hot and in um, where his PC located there's no air conditioning so we didn't feel like unfortunately for you guys we didn't feel like giving ourselves heat exhaustion to record for you I'm so sorry <laughs> but PewDiePie at the time had announced that he'd be taking a break from videos because Marzia was close to giving birth to their son but since we're at the end of July now they announced the birth of their son and his name is Bjorn. And I'm very interested to see how they incorporate Bjorn into their videos and life because Marcia has already been posting pictures of like them going out on different outings and how the dogs are like acclimating with the baby. And I'm kind of interested to see Felix as like dad because we all know PewDiePie and now he's, he's an actual father and also like since he moved him and Marcia moved to Japan he had already cut back on his content drastically and was only making videos and he had mentioned this like 
in 2020 or 2021, he was basically retired. He wasn't quitting YouTube and he didn't have any plans on quitting YouTube, but like he could if he wanted to. So he decided that instead of just like making videos of what everyone else wanted him to play or do, he was just going to focus on what was making him happy. And, and that really took huge root and showcased in his videos when they moved to Japan because he hasn't uploaded like any gaming videos. He's basically just uploaded vlogs for the most part and he's enjoying his life and it's actually really nice to to see that you know the human aspect instead of like the idiot who just gets <laughs> mad at everything. <laughs> Or, you know, whatever. Playing a game. Um, I sent him, him being Mr. The pictures of Bjorn. And he's very cute. He seems very tiny. He's like almost a month old, I would say, at this point. And Marcia posted a picture of a close-up of him, like sleeping and he like stretches his toes in his sleep <laughs> he like fans them out and curls them back in as he's sleeping and it's really cute <laughs> um but yeah I think I think that the break was well deserved he's been doing YouTube for a very long time Marcia gave up YouTube I think like fairly on, early on into their relationship she started doing her pottery business and things like that and she kind of took a step out of the limelight so to speak because she wasn't enjoying it anymore and I think it's nice to see them transition into normal living (laughs) they had the house bought in Japan for I think they were planning to move the year of 2020, I think I remember, and then 2020 happened, and they weren't allowed into Japan, and so it's been about a year since they moved, and they've transitioned quite well into the area. Felix is doing better at learning (laughs) Japanese. (laughs) But a lot of uh, a lot of the people they live near speak English too, so it's not a complete struggle. What do you have anything to add on to that? Really, I think you touched upon pretty much everything about this. Another one I don't really have a huge uh, opinion on. Staken, yeah. Yeah. Do you like it? <laughs> Who cares what everybody else thinks? Just you just had a kid. Go do what you're. Go be a dad. Who cares? YouTube will still be there when you come back. The fans aren't gonna just disappear on you like. Well, he wasn't. He wasn't saying it like he felt like he needed to tell everyone. He it was more like, I'm gonna be gone for a while because Marcy is close to, you know, birthing our son, and that's right. gonna take precedence over YouTube. Right, but but I'm just saying, there's always going to be those people who are yeah. just like, oh, he's he's leaving, he's not going to come back, he's going to be this and that, it's not worth our time doing this, and that's like, no, it's just like, if he wants to come back, he's going to come back. 
And I don't understand those types of people. Like, if you really enjoy content, why are you, like, I don't know, like, Jack hasn't uploaded, Jacksepticeye, for those who aren't aware, he hasn't uploaded in a couple months, and he said he'll be bringing back videos this month, but, like, the last two months we haven't been like, oh, Jack hasn't uploaded, ugh, 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 it's like, there's always gonna be somebody else to watch. It's always one of those moments where you're just like, oh yeah, Jack hasn't uploaded. (laughs) Right, and it's like, it's nothing against him, like, we have other people that we can watch, there's other things that we can watch, we do enjoy him, but it's not like we're dying without him, and that's the same of any content creator, we're all humans, we all have lives, we all ebb and wane into the, we want to do this thing and then we don't, and 99% of us YouTubers have fucking ADHD, so our interests are constantly changing you know so i think that it's important for people to reevaluate and really stick to what they're enjoying and not doing it just to do it obviously those who are making a living out of it have to do it to some degree but like pewdiepie and jack they don't need to they're they're good jack has his coffee company he has cloak he does other things you know and that's the other part of being like a content creator youtuber whatever is being responsible you know like if it's your livelihood don't put it at risk but at the same time there are other things that you can do because he was talking about quitting too and he didn't he came back and was like no this is he just had a moment of like what am I doing after his father died which is understandable but all in all I think it's important for people to do what they want to do and not what they feel like they have to do because then it's not fun anymore right um what is next Okay, so this is just a quickie, but if you are a My Best Buy Plus or My Best Buy Total member, you can buy two Switch games and get a third free. I'm not sure if this works for pre-ordering newer games that are coming out, but that is something that's super cool. Excludes prior purchases and may exclude clearance, open box, pre-owned, or refurbished items. So pre-order should be okay. There you go. Take that with a grain of salt, though, so it might not. Try it out. It'll let you know when you try to check out if it works or not. Like, don't buy it. Pay attention to your cart. Make sure it's worth it. The next one is really interesting. I didn't know that they were making it. What? Where are we? The Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, yeah, you didn't know they were making this? No. Oh, they got Matthew Lillard for it. Yes. So when (laughs) I was watching the trailer, he was doing, like, the voiceover, and I was like, I know that voice. And I was like, I'm going to watch it real quick. And then Josh Hutcherson was Pitar from The Hunger Games. Mm. And if you're not, uh, you you don't know who Matthew Lillard is. He most notably, I guess. Matthew Lillard is get out. That's all I'm gonna say. That too, but also <laughs> he played Shaggy in like the real life, real action Scooby Doo movie, which Why was really good. Episode? I really love that movie. Michelle Great. Gellar, Friends Party, 
<clears throat> Freddie Prince Jr., Matthew Lillard. He was also in Scream. Who played? I think. You can do it. Come on. Linda Cardellini. She was on Grandma's Boy. She plays the girlfriend. IMDb gave Scooby Doo a five point two out of ten. Well, they can get out because Rotten Tomatoes also gave it a thirty-two percent. Okay, well, I don't trust a goddamn thing that eighty-one. <laughs> right, like I don't trust a goddamn thing Rotten Tomatoes says. First of all. Oh my god! They spent eighty. What? They spent eighty-four million dollars on the movie. That was <coughs> that was probably mostly in like contracts to mm -hmm. who they were paying to. Play the characters though, but uh, it made two hundred and seventy-five million. <laughs> right, so it made more than double. Easily, triple. You still watching it? Yeah. I forgot how long it was. Two and a half minutes, but I was watching the. Uh, you can keep a. Uh... So. Your opinion on it. I like that the trailer didn't really showcase a lot of the movie. I hate when trailers put like every best moment into it. And then you're like, okay, well now I know what the movie's all about. Like I like to have that little bit of what is the word I'm looking for? Mystery to the movie. Like don't get me wrong, if it's something I really want to watch, like spoilers and all that, it's not gonna matter for me. But like for trailers, you wanna generate enough interest that you're not giving it all away, but you're still captivating people and um, Josh Hutchison's character plays the new guard at the Freddy restaurant and he's like a single dad who brings his kid along to work because he doesn't have another option and then I think the kid like stumbles upon something and then like the lights go out and that's like pretty much it and Matthew Lillard does like the voiceover of hey you're the new guy or something like that right mm -hmm. yeah so it's intriguing it shows like the spookiness of the animatronics but doesn't like give give it all away like if you've played Five Nights at Freddy's or seen somebody play it or whatever then you you know what it's about but like the live action movie just makes it I think it looks really good I think it they... does it looks way better than it should right like it really looks like they brought the game to life like it's well done unlike the Dead by Daylight movie <clears throat> <laughs> any huh. other thoughts oh it's streaming on Peacock yes We'll be able to watch it. Yes. Um, it looks good. I like how they didn't reveal that like Matthew Lillard was in it if you in the trailer yes. unless you were listening and knew his voice. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. That's what I would have done if I knew if I didn't know it was him. I would have heard that, but been like, I know who that is. Why do I know who that is? Yep, that's what I did. I was like, wait a minute, I know that voice. I was like, that's um. Um, um. <laughs> yep. And then you go and you went, that's who it is. 
I was like, it's Shaggy. What was it? What's his real Matthew <laughs> Lillard? And then I like Googled it to like fact check myself. Right. But it looks kind of interesting. Enough for me to consider watching it. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to see it. I do so. like when they bring movies that are video game esque to life. Well, and do I it right. When they do it right, I'm okay with it. Well, it's the same with book series. Like, yeah. For me, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> right. It's just it. That game, I can go more into it. Ah, oh, what's the word? I'm drawing a blank on the word. Um, not high hope, like without high hopes, because like I'm not a huge like. Five Nights at Freddy's stand. Yeah, like, like I enjoyed. Yeah, like I enjoyed the games. I enjoyed watching people play them. I played Security Breach, but I wasn't like, I'm not gonna be ride or die on this movie. Where it's like they gotta do it perfectly, or it's not gonna be a good movie. Like, as long as the movie's good. Right, and I think it's right now. It's setting up to do really well. Yeah. So that can be either or. If it's a miss, it's a miss. If it's a hit, it's gonna make its money. I feel like <laughs> it's gonna do well it's enough. It's gonna regardless. Yeah. yeah. It's not gonna win an Emmy or an Oscar, but nah. it's going to hold its own for what it is. Right. And that takes us to our last topic which is 10 best forgotten 2000s video games. And let me tell you, they were forgotten. (laughs) I was going through this list and I'm like, huh? Which if you guys have followed like all of the podcasts, you'll know that I, I'm a huge gamer, but like 90% of these lists, I'm like, what the fuck is that? I've never heard of that in my life. I've heard, I have either or have seen all but one of these. (laughs) Okay, well then, go. I forgot about most of them. Number I had a flashback on one of them. Number 10 is UB Funkies. Uh, apparently, it was an open-world computer game tied to collectible figures in which players could build their virtual world with each yeah. character purchased. Yeah, this is like the precursor. You there? Yes, hello. You said the precursor, yeah. and it just cut these off. Are, these are basically like the precursors to Amiibos now. Oh. Like, it, it came with a, like, if you're looking at the picture, it came with a, you could get a big version of one of the little things that are on the screen. Mm-hmm. It would plug into your computer. Is that supposed to be a those... box? Huh? Kind of like, I, like a they box. They were all different things. They were all different designs. And then you would go to the store, and you would buy a little one and whatever the little one was when you put it onto the the big one that you bought that would be your avatar for the game and you could just change them okay but it was basically it was just like an online thing it took off and then just died (laughs) yeah like it didn't it didn't die it died quickly but it lasted a while yeah it said it was discontinued in 2010 that's a long life yeah that that went a while I remember Mm. number nine is spore and this one's tickling my memory veins in my brain but like i i've watched a lot of people play this game 
I just feels like this is what Monsters Inc. was inspired by looking at the art. This came out way after Monsters Inc. Okay, it, it <laughs> was inspired by Monsters Inc. Um, basically, if you're not remembering what this game was, oh, Electronic Arts made this. Um, yes, I didn't know that. Um, you start off as like a tiny little just like microorganism and you have to eat and just evolve and then as you progress you get to a point where you can make your creature whatever you want it to be and however you want it to be to a point where you have to just continuously evolve it to be like a sentient organism eventually and you gradually um... just go up from like a wild animal and then you start to like learn how to do things and so you go from a wild animal to like a pack of animals and then that pack becomes a herd that can hunt and then that herd eventually evolves into like sentient humanoids and then you unlock like cars and then it evolves them up into space travel okay it's a, it's a very <laughs> weird game but if you like Seems rts with a couple extra steps yeah you could enjoy this game people still play it like this game's definitely not dead. The art is nice. Yeah, it's a very interesting style. It's like if these creatures were realistic looking, that's what the you know what I mean? Like if these creatures were real in real life, that's the art style for me. Yeah. Number eight is Toontown Online, and people were still playing this in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. Like streaming it. Yeah, people still play this now. I played this. I <laughs> briefly played it. So, I didn't play it long, but I did play it. <laughs> I played Neopets, and I did Gaia, and I did Pogo, and then Toontown Online Key, and I was like, I'll try it. And then I reverted to the other ones that kind of grasped my attention better. But it was cute. It's the I like the mini game. I like the mini game aspect of those types of online games. Yeah. So that was what it did for me, like the general. Yeah, it yeah, it was like I'm okay with that one being re like remade. Mm hmm. Touched up, made a little bit better. Yeah. Wait, that would be interesting to see. Number seven is Papa's Pizzeria. And this, yeah, this just reminds me of like, oh my god, Diner Dash and yeah, all of those games. I love those games. This one was like stick figures reimagined, like they had clothes and stuff, but like, is very low graphics. I think yeah. it it could be really cool to have it redone. Honestly, the with the art style, it's 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 definitely got one of those art styles that you if you have seen it, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. If another one is made, I would rather it not be a remake. I would rather it just be a new game made in the same art style to keep that nostalgia feeling. I don't well, think the, a remake of it would do it justice. Well, that's what I meant. Not not necessarily a remake, but like mm. reimagined or a sequel, something to bring like tied the tie the tide so to speak right 
but I love these types of games anyways. You have to make this kind of pizza and blah, 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 blah. Another mindless game where you just got to pay attention and be quick. But it's fun. Oh, yeah, 100%. I've played so many of these. I've played all of them. Well, this is what I mean. Like, sometimes timeless games, like, you know, you're just, like, absentmindedly playing, and you're like, whatever, whatever, whatever. But, like, for that one, I'm like, okay, I ha if I can... It's like I can make this one. Like, I forget what what is this called? I think it's called Resource Cooking Management. Cooking Fever. Cooking I play fever. that on my phone, and it's oh. a restaurant business game. And you have to like look in and see what orders are coming, and you have to turn this machine on, and you have to turn this machine on so yeah. that the drinks start and the sides are started. And then you gotta put in the orders, and then you're gonna have like three different main orders with different sides, and so. It's probably just my ADHD, honestly, but <laughs> so I can like hyper focus, but it's enough chained that I'm not like bored. Right. Number six is Raft Wars, and never heard of this it. This game from looks weird we... as shit. Oh my god. <laughs> I I spent a lot of time on mini clip. On what? Uh, mini clip. It was the website this was on. Oh. Was there a and bunch was... of different random oh, games like this on there? Thousands on there. Were they user made games? They were just like small little indie type games that would come out. Like it was basically like a mild newgrounds. Well I was gonna say it was mini clip like old itch.io. Yes, but without like the what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Jankiness. Usually the games were like done in a way. You know what okay. I mean? It wasn't like demos and things like that. It was just this it was just a big place that you could just like games were there and everything. So but like it was just like a mild new grounds. Okay. Is the best way to explain it. But I played the death out of this game. Do you remember um the old just like Archer Stickman game, like you would just shoot an arrow back and forth. Probably if I saw it. This game was pretty much that, but just like cartoony, and instead of like attacking each other with arrows, they shot like little ten they shot tennis balls and baseballs at each other and you just had to knock each other off the boats. <laughs> oh, so it was okay. a really fun game, and I forgot about this game until I saw the picture. I saw the picture and it all came back. <laughs> okay, so this is the flashback game. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I the picture alone, I'm like, is a baby shooting like a water gun at fake pirates on a beat up boat? His shoots tennis balls. <laughs> I have more questions that I'm gonna get answers because I just don't know what it is. Oh yeah, every time you ask a question, it's gonna get worse, and it's just gonna be another question. You're just gonna be like, ah. Uh... <laughs> mm -hmm. So I digress on that one because what the hell. The 2000s were a weird time, I guess. Let me go back and see if I can get a version of this to work, because it was a Flash game. Ooh. I'm curious. Oh, boy. Next one is Pop Tropica. And the art is cute. So an RPG developed by Pearson's Education's Family Education Network in association with Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It's like 
different islands with quests. It kind of reminds me of, oh my god, what was that game called? Those computer games that had grades to them. Oh gosh, what were they called? I have no idea what you're talking, like, even hinting at. I know, and I'm trying to Google it because it just smacked me in the face. It didn't hit me when I was doing these topics. Okay, <laughs> it was a game. Okay, I remember it was like sixth or seventh grade history it was like ancient Egypt oh my god where is it I was looking it up not too long ago was it this no I don't even know what that is oh come on yeah I have no idea what you're talking about I remember this game vaguely. Like I remember seeing it pop, like, no pun intended, popping up and just randomly. Never yeah. Really gave this one a, never really gave this one a look. But it was Clue just like, finders. She found it, folks. Um. Yes! Oh my god, I just started playing the video. So each grade had a different, like, adventure that you went on. Legend has it that the ancients built a mysterious place of power. And you were a bunch of kids, and you had a dog, and you had a flying helper thing, and you had to go around, and apparently it was fourth grade. So, I don't know. I was playing it well before I was in fourth grade, because that's just who I was as a student. But you had to go around and find different clues and unlock the mystery, and it was, like, history-based, and you got, like... It was like a classroom aid, but like outside of school type of thing. I've never heard of this before. Okay, well, I was a nerd. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at them. I just never seen anything like I had never... all of them. That <laughs> one is the one that sticks out in my brain the most. Interesting. Uh, the thing that concerns me slightly about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't find them anywhere except for their wiki and on archive. <laughs> Yeah, they were a very old PC game. You can get it. You can you can get sixth grade at Walmart. Which what um theme was sixth grade? I already closed it. I, oh, that's fine. I was just I curious. Just, I, I just don't remember it, off like, the top of my head because I was thinking Egypt was sixth grade, but it wasn't. No. But anyways, that's what that reminded me of. Pop Tropica it was like education based you had to go to different areas and find out quests and do things and that's why it reminded me of it i just, I just remember the art style of it because it's just like it's very distinct yeah like you would see it and you would just know what it was it was it was usually an like um an ad bar thing on other websites like you'd be watching or playing something and that would just pop up on the side of the screen mm. number four is machinarium and this game was interesting. The graphics for 2009 look really good. Like, obviously 2009 wasn't, like, that long ago. so far ago, but it reminds me of kind of, like, Stray with, like, the robots and... Steampunk is what you're thinking of. Was Stray... Stray wasn't steampunky, though. Uh, 
kind of like this was one is. But... This is very funky. Stray was a really good game. Yeah, Stray was really good. I enjoyed it. But I didn't play Machinarium, so I don't know anything about it. Machinarium was interesting because it. I went into it blind because I had no idea what it was. I got it. Uh, it was a free game for PlayStation. Once Naturally. and I just downloaded it because I didn't know what it was. I was like, whatever, free game. Downloaded it, and started playing it. Didn't know what was happening because they didn't really speak. Mm. Because they're robots, they just speak in like. Beep boop. Beep boop. And they just have like little speech bubbles that like tell you what is happening. You have to just decipher it and move on. But it's it's similar to it's like a it's not it's a point and click without uh. point and click. So you walk over, you hit the button to pick something up, and you have to go, all right, now what do I have to put this with? Okay. And then you walk over to the thing, and you're like, does it go with this? No. Okay. Does it go? Oh, it goes with this, and you combine it. So it, gotcha. it's, it's very point and clicky without point and click. Okay, that makes sense. But it, it was it, it was an interesting game. Somebody said it made players feel like they're in a Tim Burton movie? Yeah, the art style and just the just the oddness of it. I could I can agree with that. Okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't even know it existed. So, <laughs> number three there's is a, a couple of them. what? Couple of mechanariums. Mac- I think there's two of them. Oh, really? I think they made made a sequel. Interesting. Which the sequel would have come out even Not later. I, that know, I, think came... it was a... I wouldn't say this was a very long game. Four or five hours, maybe. Well, I mean, this one came out in 2009. Yeah. Let me see if there was a sequel while you go into the next one. Okay. So the next one is A Boy and His Blob. This is the only one I didn't recognize. It's a puzzle platform game released on Wii in 2009. It's a newer version of a 1989 game of the same name. I love platform games. This one looks weird. Somebody said it was Studio Ghibli-esque with the art style, which I would agree with. Yeah, I can see that. But you're a child that has a cartoonish sidekick, and you just go through the things. I don't know. It looks kind of cool. I didn't play it. Platformers are kind of my like go-to like if I'm to look for a new game I will always say yes to a platformer but they don't really make them anymore just because of the gaming aspect we're in mm-hmm. and you didn't really know about yeah, this I, one so I've never seen this game it, it, but it, it just looks like another um another platformer but I've I feel like the blob is probably going to have some sort of like puzzle aspects to it. But I I don't know. I've never mm. heard of this game at all. The old version or the Wii version. Two is Moshi Monsters and it's a super cute game. It's an open world RPG game and you choose a monster to be, you know, the character for your playthrough of the game and you're allowed to meet other monsters and you have daily puzzle challenges and you grow little pets called moshlings so this is like neopets but like real game like because in neopets you had 
animals that you raised and you could have it have pets and things like that but this was like a real game whereas neopets it was just like a side step to doing random stuff on the website yeah this one was just like interesting to see just because it, it was just a bizarre concept but it was done right yeah it's cute and then the last one's Nintendogs, and this one needs to be brought back. Nintendogs was so cute. They have so many more dogs that they can add in for you to take yeah, care of. Didn't have that many. No, they didn't. It was very little to choose from, and it makes sense. It came out on the Nintendo DS, so it was limited in what it could provide us gaming-wise. But it was, it was done well, though. Oh, 100%. It was so fun, and so it's a real-time pet simulation game in case you're not, you know, aware. You can adopt, raise, take care of, and play with your own virtual dog. So it's all the fun of having a dog, but none of, you know, the real responsibilities of having one. But it kind of... It kind of teaches you responsibilities too. It's just like we grew up with Tamagotchis. This was like that generation's Tamagotchi. You had to like raise and take care of the dog where, you know, you had to do the same thing with Tamagotchi. I think that this should be brought back. I think it should come out on the Switch because that would be super cute. And then like because the Switches can join together, like if you're playing Mario Party and you each have your own switch and you can put the screens together to make like a bigger screen you could have playdates with all of your dogs and integrate them together and you could give them baths and there's just so many things that they could add to this I just throwing it out in the universe that Nintendogs Mm -hmm. and Nintendcats and Nintendo ducks, like whatever, whatever pet you want, can be a new game. And because the Switch offers so much in regards to like open worldness, you could take a, the, your dog to the park. You don't like there was so many options. <laughs> He's just like, okay, you just went off. I was just, I was just letting you go. <laughs> I was letting you reminisce of the old game. <laughs> Here's the funny thing. I didn't play it that much because I had a real dog. <laughs> True. I had Sparky. Throwing shade at Nintendo. I don't need your fake dog. I got a real one. <laughs> well, it was just like I had a real dog that I wanted to <laughs> snuggle and cuddle and stuff. Molly, played, my sister, played this game a lot, even though we had a dog. She'd probably still play it now, giving her her current dog. You mean my dog? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, is there anything else that you wanted to add in? Did were you able to see if the other game had a sequel or not? It didn't. I just thought it did. I don't. I don't know if it was like a a re-release or something that I had seen. Maybe. I don't know. Or maybe it was just like the title written out, like it had a longer title and I didn't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The, the research and I'm not really. I mean, that's fine. It's not. I don't (laughs) think people are going to cry over the fact that we didn't have, like, all the facts on Mechanarium. I I don't know if there was a Mechanarium 2 or not. Well, you didn't know, but you did some research and you couldn't find the answer, so. 
It wasn't on the first page of Google, so it doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, I think we actually topped out at a normal recording time. A little bit under. Like 52 minutes, so it's not terrible. Oh, no. I'd say We're going to talk about for eight minutes. Um. Well, I was just going to say it's like a nice welcome back podcast like i had all intentions of recording when i was there with him and it just it was just too hot and i only had my laptop with me i didn't i had my microphone and things like that but it it would have been just very hard to try and do that where we ended up sleeping so i mean it is what it is and then Last week we were supposed to record, and for the most of last week I had a migraine or a headache that was like on the verge of turning into a migraine. So I was just like, I can't, because I had to work, and so I sit in front of the screens all day at work, and I was like, I just, I cannot sit there and record. <laughs> I just can't. But we rallied today. I was tired. He has to be up tomorrow early he would have been up late no matter what so we just decided that we would record and I guess if you have nothing else to add I think that might be it for me then thank you guys for listening as always we'll catch you on the next one don't forget to share and don't forget to give us feedback on anything you know in regards to the beginning of the podcast where we're asking about your favorite Pop-Tarts, if you toast your Pop-Tarts, if any of these 2000 video games were something that you you played and you're like, oh my god, you, don't, you didn't play this game, it's the best thing ever, like, let <laughs> us know. I am interested. I am always, it, I played a lot of games growing up, but it was like the same games over and over again. Yeah. And that was just because like we didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't have a lot of games. So you had to make it the best with what you had. Now as I'm older, I'm like, oh, there were so many different options, which is really cool because what you played might not have been the same thing that I played. And he played a lot of weird shit, so. Right. Right, and even when you were here, I had never heard of, uh, what was the game you played? Oh my god, Blazing Dragons. <laughs> yeah, I had never heard of that before. Love that game. I beat that game in a day. That was a nice little... He just laid on the bed and watched me play. It was so good. It's so funny. The humor is amazing. And... It's like PG Monty Python. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a TV show. I don't... I think the TV show's less PG. Mm. I think I watched a little bit of it. I'm not entirely sure, though. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for supporting. And we shall catch, well, I will catch you on the next one. He doesn't think it's a good idea for him to participate in the next episode. So we will see who co-hosts next week with me. As always, thank you and good night. Mwah.